Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip hop? Right here, what we're going to do is go back. This is Mocha T, this is Capri. And I'm Mika. And today, though we're supposed to be on a break, <laughs> we have a special guest with us. Wywana Montgomery. So, um, yeah, so we kind of decided after we mm-hmm. talked to your husband, Mika gonna move her phone off the, uh, <laughs> off the table. <laughs> after we talked to your husband, it, I think the girls needed a break. So... Um, for the month of July, we haven't posted any new episodes. We will have yours will probably be the first one in August. So August the 4th will be the first time we post, but we're coming back with different stuff. We'll probably add a couple things. We got a photo shoot coming up. I'll have, uh, I will have done a photo shoot because I was supposed to do one for my birthday and then pushed it back. Fine. <laughs> so I will have had one and I had a jean jacket made. It's got the mocha tea um, podcast on the back of it. So okay. it'll be kind of exciting. We'll have that coming. So we'll have some stuff to ramp up with. Yeah. That's when we come back. Yep. I'll be turning almost 40. So you we'll guys have, have, have all my photo shoots and yeah. All I, like it. I like it. So, oh, Dante's birthday is in yeah, August Dante's too. birthday is in August too. Yep. So we will have had a, a much needed break and then some stuff that comes along with it. Then we have to hit the floor. Running. Yeah. August. With some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be recording videos at that time. Yeah. So, that'd be nice. How's weekend been? Uh, well, I guess since the break, you worked all weekend. Yes, ma'am. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working from open to close and weekend. So. Did you work yesterday open to close? Yes. No, I worked six hours though. Ooh. Bless your heart. Yes. So once I get out of here and go get this baby from dance practice, I will be going home and getting a little bit of sleep. Yeah. Well, Wanda, you had a busy day. I, you heard I've had everything today. <laughs> I've had basketball. I got to squeeze in a little bit of church. And then I had to take two girls to two different hair appointments. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then another basketball game. Yeah. And now here. And then you gotta go pick up. And then I've gotta go pick up. And and the person doing the hair, I said, What time are you gonna be done? Girl, I don't know. I'ma just call you <laughs> I'ma just call you when I get a feel. <laughs> so that doesn't sound you know, too promising. So I don't know, is, is that like nine o'clock tonight or is it like midnight or you know like what is it um, like? Yeah. Because right see I had to pick up Anaya at three o'clock this morning. Wow. She started her hair at seven last night. And wasn't done until 3 o'clock this morning. So. Is that like a million singles that she got? It like was singles. Micro braids. Ultra but I guess apparently the girl did like triangles. It's cute. And I think that maybe the way she She did a it, pattern. It's yeah, small. Okay. It's small. The a pattern. Small, as, the, as my grandma like would have said, a pattern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pattern. But okay. I, at 2.30 this morning, I was like, okay, look. Because I was thinking I would just, you know, lay down, rest my eyes. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 o'clock. I woke up, it was 2, and she was calling. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's 2 in the morning. Girl, you playing? Because I fell asleep at one of my friends' house last night. 
and just fell asleep on the couch. So she covered me up. I got up and went home at 7 o'clock this morning and laid down. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> laid down. And I said, I'm going to lay down for two hours and get up to church. Girl, that two hours turned to three. I jumped up, got ready for church. I'm like, ah. Girl. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's been. But we went to Trappy Hour. Have you been to Trappy Hour yet? No. Do do explain. It was nice. Trappy Hour at Ice Event Center. Okay. On Fridays. Okay. From 5 to 8. They have $5 everything. Although... Five dollar everything can be a gimmick, I guess, in some spaces because depending on what time you get there. Okay. <laughs> when they say five eight, it's five eight, but we got there like seven fifteen ish because Dante. It wasn't five dollars no more. It was five dollars, but I oh. mean, you didn't stood in line for twenty minutes. You trying to still enjoy some trappy hour and people and mingling. So if you stand there in line for twenty minutes, you get there at. Seven fifteen. Well, that's the purpose. You can't get you there. You can't get there that late. Yeah. Got it. So everybody, got it. you got to get there. I, I would say it starts at five, about five, five thirty. Between five thirty, five forty-five, you better be there. Yeah. If okay. you're trying to get, trying to actually maximize eating, on the whole yeah. eating and drinking for five dollars. Got it. Because otherwise, you know. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah. So we stood there. We, we got in line. We're at the bar, at the front of the bar. And there's this girl next to us who sent, who shows us this text message that she sent her friend at like 7.05. That said, I'm at the bar. It's 7.25. And she's still standing <laughs> at the bar. Nobody's taking her order. I said, oh, honey, I don't need a drink. <laughs> that might be what that means is I don't need to get a drink. So oh, wow. we ended up getting drinks, but what ended up happening is, you know, you see somebody who knows somebody exactly. who's already ordered. Just add my order to your order. Right. That's kind of how I'll that just happened. Get you back. Yeah. I'll just cash app you. Exactly. Cash app is like the most brilliant app ever. Okay. Because you're like, just I'll just cash app it to you. Right. So that worked. But, and then I got food. I did get food. I started off with straight hair. Um, back there by the food. Started off with straight hair and, and, and ended up with a bush. Because <laughs> it was too hot. It was <laughs> scorching. It but was it's always hot. hot in there. Oh my God. Well, is. there was like spaces where you got, like the air was worth it. It's just the grill. But it's still, it was still full. Frying yeah. and people all over the place. It was hot back. I mean, just certain areas were hot though. Yes, it was hot both times I went. Yeah. And Dante said it wasn't hot that time y'all went. Yes, it was it Saturday? <laughs> she said his memory failed and it was yes. hot. <laughs> but she said it wasn't it wasn't hot as it usually is, but oh, it was hot. hot. Oh yeah. I heard yeah. Kenyatta been selling fans. Oh she did. We needed Kenyatta's hustle on on Friday. Yeah. Because um it was like two fans. Two people brought fans. And they probably would have she would have cleaned up on her good fan. Okay. So it was nice though. It was fun. It was hot. But a lot of black people. You should try it one, one Friday. Oh, is this like all year or just through the summer? I don't know. I think he okay. kind of started it and wasn't exactly sure how successful it would be. Okay. Um, and it's turned into like a pretty nice event. Okay. So I think he might keep it going through. It would be, yeah. So it what, would be what else is going on besides $5 everything? Is there music? Is there's there music. Yeah. There's, there's a 
lot of people that I haven't seen in years. Crowd is mixed. So you okay. get anywhere from older crowd to yes. a younger crowd, but you can't really tell. Right. Everybody. It looks like more like a family reunion. Okay. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I you, like that. You're getting more like family reunion vibes is what okay. you're going to get. Because last cool. week we had kids on the dance floor, girl, battling. That was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Shindy had his boys up there. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's not it's not one of those like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the club kind of thing. Okay. So you can wear whatever you got on. Like, what you had on, I literally had on probably a version of what you had on yesterday. On Friday, okay. I had on my, my one of James's shirts that says "Speak Love" and then some shorts and my infamous flip flops. Well, hey, maybe when it I works. finally get back to OKC. So where you know, are you going? When I leave, we'll see. The whole family's leaving on Tuesday. My husband and I are renewing our vows. It's been twenty oh, years. Come July ten. Thank you. And so Seattle's home. So we're all leaving on Tuesday, but I'm leaving separately from them because. When I leave Seattle, I have to go straight to D.C. for a company meeting. Oh. So, I won't be, I'm leaving on the 9th and won't be back in OKC until the 19th. Oh, wow. They're leaving and they'll be back on the 16th. Oh, So, when I finally get back to the city, then maybe I'll try Trappy Night. Yeah. Yeah. So, the infamous Wawana has been in several different spaces since I first met her. Yes. Oh, my goodness. She is... Part of, um, if for you guys that don't know, she is part of the Thunder crowd. She came with the Seattle I'm the Sonics. founding community relations manager for she the Thunder. She is. She came with, with, when they first originally came. And how did we meet? I have to remember. Was it strength in the, well, was it, hey, there's my boo outside. I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> my 20 year 20 actually 22 years together 22 years. but 20 married is, is that your husband yes my boo oh, is God. out the window sorry sorry podcast people I got a little distracted it's okay but um I think we met because he was he was working like he was facilitating the drug classes at Care for Change and you uh, were it's because you were working at Care she was wasn't in the class she was working there okay I was at Centennial when I met your husband so he was subbing there yeah maybe that's where you met and then Somewhere in one of the, I don't know, because I remember doing um, stuff with um, Sam Presti's wife, mm-hmm. who is his wife now, who yeah. was like his fiance at the time. Yeah, Shannon. Yes, yeah, so we were doing like some community service stuff for her, where we were going to the school, or Douglas. Yeah, were you in that with me? I was in that with you, yes. Okay, why do I not realize that you were in that too? So we That's kind of crossed yeah. paths quite yeah. a bit, like, like, I don't know, I feel like it's okay. been so much. So we're in but, the, um, why am I going on a blank on what? It's the program through the Y where you go in yes. and mentor. I can't, I can't think of the name of the schools right now, the program right now. I can't yes. think of the name of the program either, but we were at Douglas for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ran across you guys again last year, Norman, mm-hmm. and you were starting your nonprofit. Yes. Okay. And this then, is year two. But I take it back. Before that, you were at Girl Scouts. Yes. So Thunder, <laughs> then Girl Scouts. Yes. And now I do what I do. Somebody's calling me, but I, I think I'm gonna have to ignore it right it now. It might be your husband. It might be your honey. No, it's it's the one that's braiding one of the girls' hair. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. I, I, we'll figure that out. Later. It'll be okay. <laughs> Whatever it is, like, honey. it will be fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes, you have like this um, resume that's like amazing. That would be um, most people would be like, this really stand out ish. But you go from like, but you've done so many community outreach yeah. programs, mm-hmm. and all of it kind of ties together. It does. It's all that. That's just me. I laugh because actually, 
Yeah, I've been with work with schools before. So with the Thunder, I was the community relations manager. So breaking that down, the Thunder Fit program, the Read to Achieve program, the Black History Heroes Challenge, taking the grandparents on the shopping spree, all of that stuff I have my hand on. And it's kind of exciting. There's actually nothing new that they've created in the seven years that I've been gone except for the Devon STEM uh, program that they have okay. where, where teachers can get like STEM kits yeah, and stuff like okay. that. But every even I worked with the Thunder Youth Basketball Camps. I wasn't the camp director but the administrative support. So I had the chance to come That's here nice. and help build all that out from the ground up after having spent three years with the Seattle Supersonics and the WNBA Seattle Storm at home because okay. they were brother okay. and sister team back then. Right. So you're right about that community thing. I, I just <laughs> love that type of work. And so, because I've been, even before Puget Sound Blood Center back home, but after the Thunder Girl Scouts. Yes. And it was perfect timing. I was the director of volunteer relations and then later recruitment. So recruiting uh, troop leaders and girls to the program. Okay. And my baby was in kindergarten when I started, so it was perfect. Oh, wow. She rolled right in the door as a little Girl Scout, Daisy. Nice. And um, that let me travel all over the state. And that's, that's one good thing about being a transplant in a job like those two. Exactly. You get a chance to know the area. And, you know, one thing, before I moved here, it was funny. A lot of people back home were like, well, why would they, why would the Thunder want you to be the community relations person? You're an outsider. I said, I know the job. All I need is a GPS to learn the area. Right. Exactly. So, you know, people don't need, they need not be afraid about things like that. Dip your toe in the water, raise your hand. <laughs> I literally sat in a room just about this size and raised my hand to Clay Bennett and said, if I want to stay in my position, do I have that opportunity? As a Seattle person, he's like, absolutely. You know, let it be known. Okay. So that, that was a great move. And that really parlayed into everything else that I do now. Um, so what are you currently doing now? So you mentioned the nonprofit. So even before that, my own thing, I started the No Fear Ladies Conference in 2014. So this will be the sixth annual. Do you all know how hard it is to keep anything going for more than one year, <laughs> let alone six years. Yes. So the sixth annual will be August 24th at the Biltmore. And it's something really meant to just galvanize women and teen girls. I love teen girls. They love me. And there's plenty of things going on to empower women. Exactly. But if we don't bring the girls with us, you don't just turn 18 or 21 and just know. Exactly. You know, and everybody doesn't have a family it, not not saying they might not have a loving family, but even if they are, if your parents' realm of experience is narrow, they can only take you so far. Right. So that no fear is based on an acronym I created, and it stands for never let anyone tell you what you cannot do. Open your mind to the possibility of your greatness. Fight for what you want. Expose yourself to new things. Act on opportunities to launch yourself and reach forward. Oh, that is yeah. that's nice. So yes. every year there's a full panel of speakers in addition to myself, and we hit it from all angles. You know, not being afraid to try love again or start your own business. You know, you're a single mom now. You you still got this. You know, right. finances, all of those things, and just coming from all different walks of life. So that's been exciting. And out of that, me and my husband have been mentoring youth just informally. Right. You know, out of our own pocket. Right. Our house is always full of other people's kids. Even our home address is the bus stop for the school that our kids go to. So we can't avoid it. And so we finally got our act together in 2018, January, to start the year right. Reach Forward Foundation is now an official 501c3 mentorship program for girls and boys in grades okay. 6 through 12. Okay. 
So we, we decided to formalize all the kids that are hanging around exactly. our house and, right. and everywhere. <laughs> and it's been exciting. It's been exciting. We took the first half of last year to really get our administrative ducks in a row. And so August was the first meeting with the kids and parents kick off to get their okay. feedback too. You know, because as adults, what do we do? We sit around and, well, I think they need this and I think they need that. Well, there's much better buy-in if you get a feel for what, what do they want to learn. Exactly. What are the things that they would like to be exposed to? And thankfully, their list lined up with ours. So we meet once a month, typically do third Saturdays, um, like noon to two, because at this age, they're, they're in sports, they play music, you know, artists, all type of things going on. But in spring break, we took them to tour Southern Nazarene. Nice. And our last weekend, we took them to Turner Falls and Bedray Chocolate Factory. So that was our big wrap-up-the-summer shindig, and like I said, a break. We're giving them a break in July because we also need a break. Do your thing with your family. And we'll kick it off again in August. So we try to line up with the school year, you know, and kind of get them off on the right foot, be part of that village. You know, and it's not just a lot of times when people think of mentorship, yes, we have probably 80% of the, definitely the males in our program don't have fathers in the home, but not everybody is in our quote-unquote at-risk home or at-risk environment. I don't care who you are. Okay. You need a village. Exactly. Right. Because, you know, I know as the parent of a 17-year-old son and a soon-to-be 13-year-old daughter, and now we have our 13-year-old niece, you can talk to them every day, but one of y'all could walk up and say the exact same thing, and it'd be cool. Exactly. Right. Because Capri said it or Nikki said it. You exactly. know, mom wasn't saying it. So I, I love the fact that we're able to reach young people from all over. We have kids that come from Edmond, Yukon, Southside, Eastside, oh, Northwest, wow. where we are. If, if their parents can get them there, or we can somehow get them there. We don't care where in the they metro are. area okay. they live. So, I said, Mika always talk about yes. her village. Girl, <laughs> yeah, I have to have a village. You, we do. I have to have a village. It take a lot. It does. Yes. And I got a seventeen-year-old and a ten. So. Yep. Yes, about the takes, same boat, it does. Oh my God, yes, it does. So, question, on the No Fear Conference, mm-hmm. is it an age limit for the girls? Uh, we do middle school and high school. Middle school. So, what is considered middle school now? Six, Sixth grade, six, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, there's been a couple years where I've had a few that were younger, so I just basically let those parents know what the subject matter was, and if okay. they're comfortable, I'm comfortable. Okay. So, for example, like, they'll be in the general session with, all, with the adult women until lunch, and then they'll break off and have their own. And so this year on the teen side, we've got a speaker from the Dragonfly Home. Mm-hmm. That is the only officially licensed rescue place for youth and women who are in human trafficking. But the session she's doing is internet safety because that's a big part of where the problem begins. Right. As you're all on the internet, giving too much information, posting pictures that shouldn't be up there. So it's it's going to be through internet safety. So you, because my daughter would definitely need that, and yes. she's only ten. Yeah. But she would be okay to come. If she's, she's okay. In the fifth grade. Yes, that's fine. Okay. So yeah, she's on the internet. You know how nowadays. Right. Everybody has a phone when they're like nine or yeah. ten with yeah. no instructions. They just right. have a phone. So they have a phone. Got some social media. Right. You know what I mean? And don't, don't know, know what the heck they be posting. Right. Should post. Shouldn't post. Exactly. Right. Nothing that would be it. That's great. So, so we got that one and then we've got uh, Viola Hall as a mentor and the basketball coach over there. John Marshall. She's okay. going to talk to them about confidence. Okay. Um, I have a dear childhood friend coming all the way from Seattle, Washington. Uh, Kim Nichols. Her story's amazing. She talks about going from being a teenage mom to, she had to fight the school board to stay in her home school. 
She's like, I'm pregnant. I'm not a bad kid. Like, why are you making me go to the alternative school? I've got A's and B's. I'm just fine. So from being a teen mom to now she's got a PhD and she's an attorney. And she works with young women in the juvenile justice system back home in Seattle. And so she's going to share her story. You know, you know, always got to pop up, too. So I'll I'll pop up and close it (laughs) off at the end. The theme is unstoppable. Okay. Unstoppable. Okay. Things happen, but it doesn't have to freeze you in your tracks. Life still goes on. Nice. And just, we have an amazing panel on the women's oh, side. That. We're covering everything from, you know, someone had a divorce recovery to, I've got a panel of women who are from the era of one lady, it was illegal for her parents to be married because one was black and one was white. Uh, the other lady is Indian, like East Indian, okay. and just talking about what what is it like to be a child from another country and you're in the States at like seven years old, you're ashamed of your accent, you're trying to flatten it out so that you sound like everybody else. And then of all places, she uh, grew up in Ohio, and her husband is Caucasian. And she she is the chief diversity officer at Southern Nazarene. Oh, wow. And okay. they are the first uh, Nazarene university to do more than just lip service. Like, put the person in place. Exactly. She has a whole team. You know, and, and then her, her personal story to go along with that is just so powerful. The things that her and her husband have been through, because... The kids look more Indian, and people right. have talked uh-huh. to her husband crazy. Like, what are you doing with these children? Right. You know, oh, th- that kind of stuff. So oh, we're wow. hitting all angles on all cylinders, finances, all that this year. Oh, and that's, that's right. good. That's it good. Is. So how long is the conference? It's it is like one day, day, but nine to three. Okay. okay. And the beauty of the way I do my conference, I don't do breakout sessions. I want everybody to hear every speaker. Okay. So you get to stay seated, and the speakers just change. And, by the way, there's also 16 vendors. So you can get your retail therapy on as well. And we have food trucks for lunch. We provide continental breakfast, but the food trucks are on your own. And I definitely want to add for the sake of the podcast, I have never turned away a woman or a teen girl because she didn't have money. The tickets are $30 for adults, and they're 20 for teens. But we have community partners that help us provide scholarships. We can provide partial scholarships, full scholarships. I don't want someone to miss out over money because the right. message is so important. That's right. Okay. It's so important. Right. You okay. know. Um, so how did you, like, what did you, what made you come up with the idea of the conference? Uh, the man on the other side of the glass. <laughs> I have been, there? yes, he's out Tell there. Tell him to come in. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been a motive. I probably was basically a motivational speaker from childhood. Like I was literally that three or four year old that you could give an Easter speech that was two pages long and I might know it before I left church. Oh. So speaking has always been a natural gift and I say I got my first gig in the in the eighth wait, what grade was it? Eighth grade. When a teacher asked me to be the mistress of ceremonies for the Martin Luther King Assembly. Okay. So I memorized and recited the I Have a Dream speech and also wrote two other original speeches and gave them. Oh, and I was also with the dance team and the choir. I did it all, just like today. I did it all. So, you know, I have always been that driven person doing it all. So I was already speaking and we were literally just kind of sitting around one day back in 2014. And my husband was like, he's like, you should do a women's conference. And I'm like, are you crazy? I don't have time for that. He's like, well, you speak already. You know, all these other women who speak. I mean, you can get a team, you don't do it by yourself. And I was like, let me pray about it. I'm like, Lord, why are you always telling him things and don't tell me first? I need, I need to get, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I need to get that same memo so I can get on board. 
sounds good. And I mean, it was it was amazing. I, I announced it on Facebook like June 2nd, and it happened August 30th. So in oh, less oh, than wow. 60 days, and there were about 60 people at the very first one. Oh, really? oh wow. And there were no... That, there were no paper flyers at the first one, I don't think. Just Facebook and, and word of mouth. And like oh, five amazing. vendors and just oh, wow. made it happen. You know, okay. I was able to use a young up-and-coming caterer who had just come out of school and get it. And the rest is history. We've, we've break, broken the record each year with bigger and bigger crowd. Last year, there were 130 people. Oh, wow. And so I mean, it's just grown. And I also like to plug, I am a woman of God. But the vision for this conference was not given to be sit in the church. Does that make sense? Yes. So I tell people, you're going to know from things you hear me say and things that some of the other main speakers may say, you know, where we stand. Right. But this is for everybody. I have Muslim friends who come. I have lesbian friends who come. All are welcome. Right. And that's why I don't place it in the church. Because I don't want people to not show up who can benefit, but because, oh, I'm not a Christian, they don't want me, or I don't feel comfortable. You know, some people have been hurt in the church, so they don't want to be anywhere right, around. So true. this is truly for every woman, for every girl. Same as my book. Uh, my book is is wide open. It's based on that same No Fear acronym. Okay. And okay. I, so I open up each chapter with a story about myself. By the way, the book is called Bold, Brave, and Courageous, A No Fear Success Guide for Teen Girls. Okay. And so each chapter is based on one of those pieces of the acronym. And I open up with a personal story about me when I was a girl or a teen or in college that relates to that particular characteristic. Okay. And then it just kind of has common sense advice behind it. And there's a short workbook section at the end. Because okay. it's one thing to read it, but, you know, it's good to be able exactly. to process. And I've actually developed a whole Bold, Brave, and Courageous workshop around the book that I've been able to do. And Okmulgee Public Schools adopted the book for their entire school district. Every oh, wow. single 5th through 12th grade girl Got a copy two years ago, and they brought me in for two days and pulled the girls out of school to have the workshop. And Millwood has it now. UConn Middle School has it now. So it's just all over the place and and been a blessing, being used all over the country, actually. So all of these dips you have your finger in, because we always ask these, you know, women are, um, they say, supposed to be in the household. Mm -hmm. How do you balance your... Home life, you have children, a right. husband, and then you have like all of this other big grand items that you have. How okay. do you balance this? Because evidently it's worked. It's been <laughs> right, 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 right. He's still here. He's still here. We still like each other. Um, right, because she stopped and was like, yes. Right. Y'all can't see. We're sitting in front of a beautiful glass window, and my sweetheart went walking by, and I got distracted. So he's here taking pictures right now. This is why it works. Number one, it works because of God. Right. Okay. There's something I realized very early on in life, and 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 women, everybody has to realize this. Every good thing is not the right thing for you to be doing at that time. Okay. So you have to be careful about what you say yes to. People always want me to be involved in their thing. And not that I'm not involved, because I am visible. I can't not support you and then show up once a year, hey, come to my conference. And you've never seen me at a single thing (laughs) that you were doing. I don't do that. But you have to be wise about what you're doing, when you're doing. I pray about every activity. Should we start this nonprofit? Should I do this? Should I continue this conference? Next year, I already know, for example. Our son will be in college. He graduates in 2020. 
I looked at the schools that are recruiting him for basketball and different things. They start August 21st. <laughs> and like the first day of school is August 26th. So what that tells, and they're out of state. So that already tells me that we're probably going to be out of state moving him in. Right. So we have to think ahead and plan. Right. Um, so I'm very careful about what I say yes to. And I will tell people, I'm so honored that you want me to be on this board or part of this project, but I don't believe in giving you 50% or right. 10%. So if I can't give you all of me and be exactly. all in to support what you're doing, then I'm going to politely say no. And how I balance at home I'm kind of a person that's really good at compartmentalizing. So, for okay. example, um, I did learn after about, I think, year three or year two, finally, to get an event planner and a volunteer <laughs> team. You need some help. But you can't do that until there's enough funding to do that. So exactly. you have to build, and it has to be sustainable. Um, but I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. So I will make a decision, for example, on... Sunday. Sunday, this is a podcast. It's fine. Right. But typically, I don't do anything that's even remotely business-related on a Sunday because I need that time. Right. Yeah, go exactly. to church, give my praise and worship, relax with my family, get my head ready for Monday. Right. Um, even him, his mind is like mine and, and runs 50 miles an hour. I'll tell him, baby, I don't, I don't want to discuss business right now. <laughs> you know, I want to relax, veg out in front of the TV, whatever it is. And we still go out on dates. I was going to ask nice. that. Do you guys still do date night? We still do date night. I see it as a marriage is like a, a for the rest of my life, boyfriend or girlfriend or, or whatever <laughs> you do. Right. And the same thing it took to get that person, you have to keep doing it. Right. Um, and then home life, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, my house is not dirty, but it, it might not look perfect every single day. It might not. We might have to get up on Saturday and everybody, okay, troops, exactly. <laughs> top to bottom, we're getting it all in. But the kids also have to do their part. They do. Because we are so busy. There are weeks where we feel like we just run through our house. Like, we're not really there. Exactly. We just kind of, we slept a few hours and then we ran through it. Right. So you got to get your kids in order. You have to decide what you're okay with and what you're not. Right. You know. What's the big deal? Today, we're going to make, we're going to have fun as a family. And I'm okay with washing these dishes when I get back tonight. Right. Exactly. So, but some yes. people can't do that. Right. But I can. I'm like, one day they're going to be older. They're going to be gone. My son's going to be gone next year. Exactly. They won't always be there. Right. So it's important to make memories. It's important to strike a balance. Um, one year I had to do the conference the weekend of my daughter's birthday. That was a one-time sacrifice. We, we will find a venue that's on the right date. We right. won't do exactly. her birthday again. Right. You know, so that, that's what it is. And then my husband is very, very supportive. And, and you have to, if he wasn't supportive, I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, but then we also draw lines. Like, there's a certain time, okay, the computer needs to close down because it's his time. Right. You know, I, you can't be sitting up there all night with your laptop out and blogging. You can if you want to be divorced. <laughs> you can if you want to be divorced. But, you know, there's a time that the phone needs to go off. This is our time. Right. So, I hope I I think I answered the question, but there's yeah, just fine. there's just a lot of things. Planning it just sounds and, like our life. It does because that's the same thing. Like um, you know, people are like, you guys have so much going on, and you know, since we've taken the break, people are like, I'm so happy y'all actually you know taking take a break. A break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, you do have to stop and say, okay, look, I know this is important, but my kids are important. The things that I have to do are important. My job yes. still has mm-hmm. to is still required, and things like that. So. Um, stepping away from things a lot, you know, yeah. especially like I, like you said, your kids aren't going to be there forever. You know, yes. I'm like you. I will leave a dish in the sink. You know, um, I'll be like, you know, today was supposed to be cleaning day. Right, right. 
but I think I'm going to choose something else. I think today we're going to go to the movies instead. Right. Or, you know, we're going to go and hang out outside instead, and I'll come back to the dishes. I've always been able to do that. Right. And Mika might be a little more strict about keeping it clean. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I try, you know, I have to balance also, you know, because right. the kids are busy. Like, I right. have you the basketball thing. Right. And that was me. <laughs> You know, thank God that he's actually finally chose his passion and he's just going with football. I was like, okay. yes, you know, so it kind of get a break. But dance has no break ever. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, so sometimes I do. I, I'm kind of iffy on a house thing. He kind of like cringes me like uh, stuff ain't done. But I try not to drive myself crazy because the kids is going to be kids and we stay busy. I'm right. like, with you, I'm right. in and out, in yeah. and out constantly. We probably just sleep there. Right. And it's gone, you know, <laughs> that, that's it. That's all, you know, and it gets turned like, huh. But, you know, we do. I know my kid is like, my son is graduating 2020, so we're getting ready for college. And then Dante, she ain't here, you know, but her daughter's going, getting ready to go to college in July. July. Like, yeah. Now. So, like, now. <laughs> yeah, like you know, now. so yeah. it was time for us to kind of take a break in order for us to get stuff together, mm-hmm. you know, which is good. And then today when I said, I got to go record, they said, oh, my mom and them said, I thought you were taking a break. Right, right. <laughs> I said, listen, we have three people already planned. I, I, I have to go. She said, oh, Okay. But it's the same here because you know they're like um, a lot of we've said it before I do a lot of the editing and um, stuff that we send that you guys see on the internet and stuff I do a lot of that and I have to tell um, I I don't know who I was talking to I was talking to somebody else I'm probably going to have to set an alarm because I'm going to take so much of a break from it (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's always just kind of been something that just stayed on my mind so I was like you know uh, okay it's Sunday got to post and then got to record and then got to make sure to send because we're on um a station called SeattleHipHopRadio.com okay. on Mondays and Fridays and throughout the week, um, variously. But our spot is Monday and Friday. Wait, you said Seattle Hip Hop Radio? Mm-hmm. Yes. What? Yes. yes. Man, um, I'm in the right. See, that, that's why I came today. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the hometown yes. connection? Yes. yes. And, and he found us. So we wow. just yes. fast found us, asked us off every Monday and Friday. Um, he will ask, He I usually send off, but I send it on Sundays and Thursdays. And then I'm like, what do we have to post? I need to post this. I got to get this together, do that. And I've just been like, whew. I'm good. Yeah. Well, how the fuck does it post? Like, you know, I try to make sure to, like, kind of still stay active online so I'm not just completely with, so we're not just completely withdrawn from things. But I think we did need that break. We needed some time to just kind of some downtime. We've gotten to 38 episodes. All yes, right. we have. Yay, congratulations. Um, right. And so when we come back, we'll be on 39. 39. 39, yes. Almost up to 50, we said we were celebrating. We're going to celebrate something. You okay. Know? Yeah. Invite so, me. I invite you. We definitely will. Even if it's nothing but just having some appetizers and some a drink. You know, we just got to. Because it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun with it. Um, We've we've made a lot of connections, a lot of different spaces. We've learned that we love the East Coast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, That we we need to get out on the East Coast sometime. Um, A lot of people out there just seem to be really receptive Mm -hmm. and really open to what we're doing and how we're doing things. Um. I don't know. We can already travel a little bit. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. So, yeah. So, when we said just a break, it was just a break. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's okay, though. It is. It's okay. I miss them, though. I know. We don't get to see this each This is our, like, weekly therapy. Right. And you're like, now we're missing another therapist. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. You get her and talk all your issues. Oh, you know, and then you feel relieved when you go home. <laughs> you just lay on the altar. That's like, yeah. yeah. I just realized I left out the most important part of balance is like self care. Yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yes. please, yeah, make sure I do that. Yeah. If it's just a bubble bath in my tub. 
Yeah. You know, they're, when nobody's home, I just enjoy it or go and... Uh, and how many kids do you have? Well, now we have three. Okay. okay. So... Yeah. So you've taken on your niece. Yes. And so all teenagers. All that, teenagers. All teenagers. My da- our daughter will be thirteen, and the, the niece and the daughter we call them Irish twins because they're they're almost exactly four months apart. <laughs> oh wow! So our niece just turned thirteen in April, and our daughter will be thirteen in August. Okay. And those girls are something to deal with. Yes. Girls. And then yes. they have two best yes. friends that I had to ply them apart from them today. <laughs> and the set, and one of the friends has been in our house all week, like literally all week. Yeah. And they still didn't want to leave each other. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. My we daughter, just swap houses. Okay. I, one of my daughter's best friends recently had a set of twins. And I wasn't exact. I was like, woo. Woo. That's a lot. But um, before I had Legend, she was my other child who was always in my house, had the prime choir every summer. They were together all the time. And she recently had the baby. So I was like, well, you know, we'll let them come over. So they came over last week, her and the babies. And I wasn't sure how this was going to work. Right. I'm like, you know, I still like my sleep. <laughs> right, 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 right. But she did great. Like, um, you know, some things just come natural. Um, she's still breastfeeding, and they're like, they'll be a year in September. Oh, well, she's. Hey, and they're she's, twins. She's oh, doing wow. it. And Anaya woke up the next day and was like, Mama, I don't know how Amari's doing it. I just don't know, Mama. Like she's just worried. She's just doing it so great. She does this every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not every day. Kids. I, I said I probably should have needed. I needed some a friend with some twins. Okay. <laughs> well, at least she got that experience. She yeah. did. And she woke up like, oh no, that's not for me. But yeah. I am so proud of my friend, okay. and I'm I'm really proud of you, Mari. She's banging it out. I said okay, but they went home on Tuesday. We don't do the week long thing anymore. So you mm-hmm. know, they went home on Tuesday, and I was like, this is. I like that. But just watching them and so knowing that whole crying the, the best friends and having them in your house all week and, you know, just watching them grow up and have their own lanes and right. their own experiences and places in which they go. It's almost like as a parent, you feel like, well, that's kind of my baby, too. Exactly. You know, watching Dominique go to college. Yes. That's like, oh, my gosh, this is my baby, too. Right, right. <laughs> You know, Makes you so, feel like that village again. Yeah. You know, and once your friends, kids get to graduate, you be like, I had a, I had hands on in that. You know, right. I helped. We have right. our, yes. our first reach forward son going to college already. He oh, had wow. his UCO orientation this week. We're like, go, nephew, go. <laughs> He's not a real nice. nephew, but being his mom, exactly. like best friends. Right. So he calls me, they call me TT. I'm like, He's going to UCO. <laughs> Yes. Oh. I was at graduation. I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mess next year. Right. My own son goes. Oh, I am right. too. I'm a crybaby at that. Oh, yeah. God. Look, I got two years. I'm going to let y'all yes. cry down next year. And in 2021, yes. I'll be on the stage. I'll be up crying. And she'll be like, Mama, it's not that serious. It is. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. Do you, you know what I'm going to get you in? <laughs> right. How much of a fight? Yes. You know, you realize that as a parent, like, how much of a fight I had to go through to get to this point? Yes. Because so, it is definitely definitely takes a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yes. So the back to the conference. Okay. Where can we get tickets at? You can get tickets on my website, ywana.com, and I'm not gonna leave you to try to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> www.wyjuana.com. If you forget that, I'm on Facebook. No Fear Ladies Conference is its own Facebook page. You get tickets there. And Eventbrite. So search No Fear Ladies Conference on Eventbrite. Or Wawana.com. 
uh, you can find tickets there. Okay. What and other projects are you currently involved in? Because when I went to look at your web your website, there was a lot going there was on. A there was a lot. So I was like, now I know. I see the conference, and then she's got the book, and then she's got like looks like a t- like a girls mentoring program. Yeah, yeah. That that's part of Reach Forward. But okay. yeah. Okay. And, and the watch of the pictures you saw. That is the first girls mentorship program that adopted my book. And oh, those were people okay. in Delaware that I didn't even know. Oh, wow. And so oh, that, nice. they, they, their theme was No Fear that year. Okay. And so it's nice to know that Google worked on my behalf. Right. Exactly. The, the executive director told me she literally Googled just No Fear, books on No Fear for girls, and it came up. Nice. Wow. So, yes, the first adoption of it was in Seaford, Delaware, a group that I knew nothing about. And okay. the girls had their own No Fear conference okay. that they did okay. based on the book. Okay. And it was so awesome. So, yes, we, I, I pretty much run the girls' side of Reach Forward. They're called Sisters with Purpose. Okay. And the boys' side is called All Brothers Allowed. Okay. And we just unveiled our logo. But other personal projects, I am actually writing two more books. Oh, well, um, I mean, you know. Uh, we'll figure, we'll <laughs> see when I can, like, sit still. One of them was actually in the process of being written before Bold and Brave and Courageous. Okay. But okay. the time for Bold, Brave, and Courageous was then. Okay. Like, it just literally poured out of me. Okay. So I was like, okay, let me jump on this train and, and put that one. So one of them is called The Pain of Being Destined for More. Okay. And in that, I talk about all kinds of challenges I've gone through from, you know, not having my father in the home growing up to sexual molestation to, you know, professional things that have happened to me and how I've realized that all of those things, as painful as they may have been at the time, they have made me who I am. And probably wouldn't change anything. And they're necessary for what I do now. I can speak to women from a place of I've been there. Not I read about it. Not somebody else told me. Not I watched it on TV. You know, so, and the more, what does it say? To to whom much is given, much is required. Right. And it's so true. I couldn't have the platform I had if I've never been through anything. Right. Or if I tried, you'd be like, girl, you don't understand. You can't talk to me. Right. And the other book, you know how Hallmark... I don't even know if they have Hallmark around anymore. <laughs> they used to have but, it in Pittsburgh Mile. I don't know if they do that. I don't think well, so. Well, you know what? Where If it's not in Hallmark, they still have them at places like Post uh, Mailboxes. Uh-huh. So, you know those little coffee table books with inspirational quotes? Mm-hmm. Yes. My other book, I haven't quite figured out the name of it yet, but basically I'm taking all the inspirational quotes that I have put on social media that are mine. Okay. Not like scriptures exactly. from the Bible or something. Okay. They're mine and basically making my own little coffee table Inspirational book. Nice. Okay, so, nice. I'm I'm still I'm not sure about the name yet. I my personal speaking business is called Wawana Speaks. So I'm debating: is it Wawana Speaks into your life, or is it something else? I can't. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. I'm not sure what it what it is yet. But so yeah, there's those two things that you know. When it's time, when I get to sit still, I'll get back to writing on them. Uh, let's see what else am I doing? Other than that, you know, just preparing for this. Um, second full year of Reach Forward. Okay. And, of course, there's the vow renewal in July. That's personal, but it's a project. It is. It a is. To pull together a, a vow renewal so from out of state. So, y'all doing a venue and everything? Yeah, we're actually doing it at the same church we got married the first time. With so 20 bridesmaids? With 20 bridesmaids and, and 20, 20 groomsmen. groomsmen. Yes. What? <laughs> and, like, some of the dancers who danced at our original wedding there, we are bringing our minister of music from our church here because our thing is... In the same way that we're rededicating our lives to each other, uh-huh. we want people there to, you know, maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord or just, 
You know, our relationship with God is so important to make this work. Exactly. Because I don't take it lightly. Y'all know the stats. 50% of Christian marriages end in divorce. Right. So I don't care who you are. You can go to church and thump your Bible every day and something can still happen. Right. You have to stay in tune. You have to communicate. You know, this thing, it's not a game. Not if you're in it for the long haul. And I told him back then, I said, look, there are 600 people in this church. If for no other reason than that, I refuse to stand in front of God and these 600 people and get mad and walk away over something crazy. Right. You know, something that don't make no sense. You know, so you have to talk and communicate and... We really have a lot of fun. That that dating thing, that's important. We it probably is. need to have you so, guys yeah. on talking we do. about yeah. it. I was going to ask her, like, you know, so how people, long did you date before you got married? Officially dating was probably almost two years. Because okay. I... That's a whole other thing. Y'all got to have a whole other topic. Yes. Our <laughs> entire courtship was long distance. Oh, wow. He was here? No. We were both, like, from Seattle, but he's five years older than me. I was a sophomore at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina oh. when I met him. Oh, wow. But I didn't know him before I left Seattle. I was in the gospel choir there, and we normally went on tour over spring break. But that year, we ended up, something happened, we canceled our tour. So all I had time to do was go home. Okay. So I was only home for four days, and I met him on day two. He okay. was the door host at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> so I was, all these things had been built while I was gone. So I was like checking everything. Right. This whole story. But so including when I graduated and we got married two months later, that was only the sixth occasion of seeing him. Oh, wow. Now, granted, it doesn't mean six days because if you go home for the summer, that's exactly. three months. So let me tell you but what still, we need. Let me tell you we what need we a need. whole other thing. We need Dante to be here. Yes, because she, she doesn't, doesn't yes. have this. Like, she, So listening to this and then seeing y'all be married for 20 years, mm-hmm. we told her, because she's like, made, like she believes in like speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. So she has her date plan. Okay. Did a year plan. Okay. She's like, dated somebody that didn't, didn't work out. So she's like, I don't think this is going to work. We're like, no, no, no. It can work. Right, right. <laughs> yes. it, it can definitely it, it work. Definitely yeah. Can. So I think like sometimes we go, people have like this idea of right. what it's supposed to look right. like instead of actually like encompassing or like um, embracing what it might actually right. be. Right. Let, like. exactly. yeah. let, unf- let it unfold. Just let it unfold. Because you probably would have never thought that mm-hmm. that's, that's the type six, of. At, at the sixth time you saw your husband. Six, right. Yeah. Like, be your husband. Right. Yeah. And then I would meet some, like, when you go away to college, that's where everybody thinks you're going to meet exactly. your future spouse. And I was pre-med at the time. So, ooh, you going to marry you a doctor? You know, <laughs> all these things. And, and I, I dated probably the perfect, I don't want to say counterfeit because the, he's not counterfeit as a person, right. but it, it had the trappings of what looked like the perfect thing that would turn into. Right. But that wasn't it. Oh, See, that wasn't it. So, you know, you just never know. Like, who would ever imagine that you're going to marry somebody that you meet on a flute because you happen to be home? Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, it's supposed to be home. You weren't supposed to be home. And matter of fact, I was with another friend when I met him. He, <laughs> he invited us both to dinner. Oh, wow. And then she couldn't make it to dinner. Oh, okay. She'll be at the vow renewal, by the way. So just all, all kinds of things. But way before we got to the point of knowing... Like, oh, we're in love with him. I knew he was the type of person I could marry. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. it does. We weren't quite there yet, but I knew he was the type of person. Okay. Because I'm like a, I'm just, I guess just a romantic. I mean, as a young girl, like 12, 13, I had a journal list of what I wanted in a future husband. Really? And he, yes. And he met all of that and more. <laughs> and there were just things, like I would 
I would pray. I was like, because I, again, I was that romantic. I never dated. Like, either I had a boyfriend or not. Oh, I've okay. never been one that just went on like casual dates. Okay. Just never. Okay. Either single or not. And so I said, Lord, if he's not the person you planned for me to marry, then I would rather lose all contact. Okay. Then go down this road and build up this emotion only for it to fall apart. And That's it, true. But it took me two months to be able to pray that prayer because I really did like him. Okay. I okay. really did like him. But I just have never been into... It didn't casually date. And I was just like, I don't want to go down this road and get my emotions all involved. And it falls apart because he's not the one. Right. Exactly. But I had to wait until I could really mean that and pray it. Okay. You know, because it was hard, but I meant it. <laughs> it was yeah. It was hard, but I meant it. It was like, look, because um, at least don't take him away. Yeah. Go, yeah. If he go, I'm going to feel some kind of way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But you know, at the end of the day, God, you got to go with, you gotta go yeah. with what I know. Exactly. And what I know is if it's not for me. Okay. Yeah. Me continuing down this road, regardless of whether it's gonna hurt me to let it go at this exactly. point or not, is right. Good. And he good. just cracked up. He's like, "Yeah, I got several sizes. You're the one. He's, you know, I have a bonus daughter who's 28. Okay. So she was five when I started dating him. Seven, we got married. The first time I met her, I had to babysit her. Oh, because wow. she was supposed to be visiting him, but he got called <laughs> into work. And you know, she when he came home, she was like sitting on. My lap, facing me with her arms wrapped around my neck. He was like, wait a minute, my daughter doesn't like anybody that she thinks a girlfriend. I knew you had to be the one. She was like wrapped around me and trying to spend the night at my house. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. And now we, she's married. Her and her husband be like, look, mom and dad, this is going on. We need to talk to y'all. <laughs> yeah, we have two grandsons. Yeah, so... I mean, that, and then he cracks up. He had a friend that he's like, that brother woke up out of some weed smoke and was like, yeah, that's the one, friend. <laughs> and he's like, he said, and that was somebody who every female was a B. Everybody got called out of their name. He's like, oh, and wow. he, he woke up out of his haze and was like, that's the one right there, Fred. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, we say that. We talked yeah. about that. We said that men actually know when they meet a woman, like if that's going to be their wife. Mm -hmm. I think men know. Yeah. You know, I don't think they just string them on. You know, how right. some men, when they date them, they know that they're not going to eventually end up with that. Yeah. yeah. And it don't take 10 years. I'm no, like, it doesn't. Yeah. If you're dating for 10 years, somebody's afraid of commitment. You're either well, afraid of, or you're settling or something. I don't know. afraid of commitment, settling, or it was never really supposed to be. So we're both comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. There's yeah. the other one. Yeah. So we've gotten into this space where, like, you know, you get in that space where, like, you venture out. Kinda to mm -hmm. other people, but not people really. You really exactly, but you're not really invested in those other people, and they don't top what you have. Right. Yeah. And so then you go back to what you have, and so you just kind of stick in it because it's comfort. Right. And I think, right. You know what's going on yeah, right here. People, no, you know what's yeah. be, what might be right. going on over yeah. there? Right. So <laughs> you one, know the first yeah. thing they do over there, they make you mad. You like see he don't even do all of this. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> you just run That's back to right. it, but you guys are each other's comfort. But neither one of you guys have made the commitment or even decided to make exactly. the commitment. Right. Whether or not you're or probably don't even want to, to make. No, maybe commitment. they don't want. Yeah, if exactly. you don't want to, then I guess you're good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do at that point? So, twenty years. Twenty years. Um, vow renewal. So, are you actually renewing your vows on Tuesday? Uh, no, we leave. We go. We fly to Seattle on Tuesday. We're renewing our vows next Saturday. Okay. So on the thirteenth. Okay. So, but I and wanted, you guys are doing it in Seattle. In Seattle, She's at the same. Seattle. Yep, that's okay. home. Okay. Same church where we got married. Our our bishop there will be, and our bishop here was. We were trying to get him there too, but you know everybody's schedule's crazy. Right. And but it's really cool because we have a mixture of original wedding party. Okay. 
and new friends from Oklahoma. Okay. My college best friend, who was the maid of honor the first time, will be a bridesmaid. My daughter's going to be a maid of honor this time. Nice. And our, our son's going to okay. be the best man. So we've got, um, and you know, my bonus daughter, who's now, I, I use that term because it's better than step. We have a great right. relationship. Exactly. So exactly. And that always reminds me of Cinderella and her being mistreated. Yeah, so right. she was a cute seven-year-old flower girl the first time. Now she Aww. will be a bridesmaid. And so... Um, Are you guys going to have 20 again? We, we're we're having... The first time we had a total of 20 because we had 10, 10 on 10. 10. Oh, I have This 10. time is 20 and 20. So they're going to have 40. 40. Because it was his idea to was, have 20. So yeah, it was his idea. 20th anniversary. Um, oh, and it's real elaborate. Each, <laughs> each pairing is coming down to a different old school song. <gasps> instrumental. Oh. And I told them, let me check the lyrics because it's at church. Even though it's instrumental, let's make right. sure. Exactly. That's right. Um, and then there's like other surprises that I'm a little bit afraid that I don't know about. Like we're putting together an <laughs> order. He's just like, just put interruption there. I'm like, okay, that's scary. What does that mean? Interruption. Because his know, friend, no, his friend, not. the comedian is like kind of emceeing. Okay. Yeah. So, interruption. Yeah. So he's going, hold on, look. But the friend is the comedian. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> be tapping yeah. On like, I just have this feeling like there's somebody that's going to like be there to play a game, but it's like is it, if he says exactly. if there's anybody who doesn't think. But you know what? If that's his plan, I better tell him those lines might not even be in a renewal. Exactly. You better ask the bishop, is that even a line? Or right. your whole surprise is ruined. I don't know. But there's right. apparently surprise. And then, of course, we have our minister of music going to a worship set. Nice. Uh, and we're having we're gonna have a an anniversary party that evening. That sounds really fun. Yeah, that sounds exciting. We're flower girls. We don't have a ring bearer. Um, it was offered to my eight year old grandson, and his response was, he said, "Mom, why are they getting aren't aren't Papa and Mimi already married?" She said, "Yes," but she was trying to explain it what a vow renewal is. He's like, "Well, they're already married, and I'm tired of being in weddings." Oh, oh. I said, "Well, fine then." We don't need you, sir. Just <laughs> come and sit down with your cute self and enjoy. He said, look, kids are always so honest. They say some of the most honest stuff. He's like, look. Uh, are they no, all, he's like, they're already married. Okay. <laughs> what is the point in this? Yeah. <laughs> right. He's funny. He's a character. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, somehow I expected that to be his response. But I asked, because, you know, you that was her thing. Well, are you putting Khalil in? It's like, if he wants to be, because... Khalil acts like he's, he's nine going on 99. Right. So <laughs> He got an opinion of his own. Yeah. He's like, look, you want me to do what? Yeah. And the no, baby is yeah. too little. The baby's one. So he... Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So even grandparents. Okay. We are grandparents. Yeah. Two yeah. years. Yeah. Three kids. Yeah. So a bonus child. So really, there's, there's, there's four. four there's four, four children. I said there's four yeah. children. Yeah. So and we have two. a bonus child, an adoptive child. Yeah. That's well, ish. Yeah. Yeah. And then your two biological children. Yes. And then your grandmother. Yes. We're twice. Two, yep. Two yeah. grandsons. Two grandsons. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, y'all well see, you know, all of this came from uh, the host that was standing at the door at the planet holiday. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. He was like, yes. He would hold the door open. And he never let me go. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, come come to dinner. Come to dinner. Okay. She said, I can't go. Look at how God works. It's yes. like, all right, I'm going to make sure this worked out okay. for 20 years. And okay. I'm, I'm dating ourselves now, but this was back in the day where you had calling cards. Look, are y'all, y'all even yes. older? So what he said was, <laughs> if we never become more than friends, I still feel like it's a blessing to have met you. Oh. So I would like to stay in contact. So he gave me his calling card number. Because this is back in the day oh, when wow. I had a Sky Pager. <laughs> 
you know, big times. If, if you're too young, a sky pager is a beeper that think in hospitals for some doctors still have pagers, yes. but a sky pager had a toll free number. Yes. So it was a big deal. It had a toll free number, which means I have my own personal toll free number, so people could call you for free. Yes. Oh wow. So he gave me his calling card number, and okay. he was like, so I literally just called him like once a week for a while, just. And honestly, I forgot what he looked like because he was nice, but I wasn't thinking about him like that. You know, right. I met him in March. You know, you only saw him a few days and then didn't go home until May. So I'd almost forgotten what he looked like, but oh, he was wow. nice. So we kept talking. So did you have the butterfly thing when you went back home in May? Kind of felt like, or it was just kind of like, yeah. oh, we'll see. When I first went home in May, there weren't butterflies yet because we hung out. Like we went to the movies and all that, but it was like strictly platonic. Okay. okay. And then about two no, maybe two or three days before I was leaving, he asked me if, if he could kiss me. Would it be out of pocket if he asked if he could kiss me? I was like, well, I don't kiss my friends, so what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't kiss my friends, so what is going on? So what are we doing here? What are we doing? We need to understand. I need to understand <laughs> what is going on. So we always argue about whether we started dating August 31st or September 1st because the actual asking was over the phone and I was all already back at school and there's a okay. three hour time difference. Oh, okay. So it was after midnight there so I was like, let's just say September 1st, we can remember that. And he okay. said August 31st. Yeah. August 31st. Yeah. Yeah. When I, yeah. when I, yes. I had to have the bravery to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's something though. And he yeah, did a pre-proposal. That was over the phone. And we're about to hang up and he goes, oh, I was thinking of asking you to marry me this summer, and I wanted to know what you thought about that. Are you so, serious? I said, are you, I said, are you trying to get like a pre-approval? Like, so course, <laughs> like, like those credit wanna, card statements? Like, like wanna you don't want to be rejected in person? <laughs> yes, I'm serious. He didn't want her to be like, no. He didn't want to get all <laughs> you, at home. He's like, people do you do this? He's like, but I'm not going to tell you where or when or how or none of that. He's just like, would you say yes? And I was like, question. you know, the feeling's mutual. Okay. He's like, okay. That was your answer, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual. I don't know. You can tell she's a thinker. Yeah. yeah. So the feeling, the feeling like, is mutual. I guess, I guess I kind of feel that way, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. The rest is a good story. Y'all might want a part two. I don't know. We, we definitely have, have a part two. I'm going to save that part. We do need I'm to do like actual marriage. proposal. No, yes. Save it, yes. Yeah, that's, it's a have, very good story. After 20 years, we have to have you guys back yes. home. Because we haven't had... We haven't had any, any twenty-year couple, no. And I'm gonna have a photo shoot when I come back because my outfit was custom made. The one you're wearing. The one I'm wearing, custom nice. made by a black-owned business, nice. made-to-order designs. Terry Owens. It is phenomenal. I just showed her a picture, and she had to make the pattern by hand and everything. It is off the chain. So oh, yeah. she's made like, to order yes, made-to-order design. She I'm is right here. That. She's in Edmond. So basically, okay. Oklahoma City, Edmond area. Okay. Oh, and she's like everybody that keeps coming in her shop is like, whose dress is that? She's like, if I tell you, I have to kill you. So right. she wants me to do a photo shoot in it when I come back. You so I, I get to do a photo to. shoot too when to. I come back. Yes, you so have I will. to. Nice, so I will. nice. Okay. Yeah. So you said you'll be gone for work until the nineteenth. What? Work? So yeah. So there's that too about the balance in my life. I still work at nine to five. Oh, but yeah. it's, it's okay. very flexible. I work for an educational technology company okay. called EverFi. EverFi is based in D.C., but I'm the Oklahoma person. Okay. So I cover all the schools in Oklahoma. And what's unique about us, we have 19 K-12 supplemental digital learning programs 
They are free for schools, or I even work with Boys and Girls Club. They're free for educational entities to use because we have sponsors on the front end. Okay. So I don't have to collect any money. I don't have to do any of that. I'm basically an implementation manager, and um, barring my uh, my beginning a promotion to director, we'll nah. be excited about that. So I basically do everything from um, meeting at the State Department of Ed to, because we have we have data, so we can roll out the impact of our program, okay. how many schools have used, how many students. You know, we do surveys with the older ones, so we know, like, hey, only 40% knew what a credit score was, and now 92% do, nice. you know, to meeting with district curriculum people to roll programs out district-wide, teacher professional development, to if you were a teacher, Capri, I would be, I could be in your classroom with you on your first day of using one of our programs to make sure, you know, you get the kids up and going and it's smooth. So I do that, but I get to work from home. So the Oklahoma office is my house. And I get to work from home. They know that I'm a speaker, so they know if I take off a random Friday, it's probably because I'm going to speak somewhere on the weekend. Um, our CEO has an autographed copy of my book, so I'm, I'm very blessed in that they're very supportive. Um, I wrote the book since I've been there. I started there in 2015. I got a job for my birthday that year. started on my birthday. And people were like, well, how come you didn't tell us she wrote? And I said, well, you know, you have to really know the vibe of your employer. Because I have worked places that are afraid if you have any other life outside of them. Meanwhile, this employer is like, well, first of all, what you do is awesome. We need somebody with that outgoing personality. We know you can connect with the teachers and the people. And when I'm on the floor doing conferences for them and breakout sessions and training and all that. And they're like, hey, goals are met. That's all we worried about. Right. You know, the the proof is going to show if if the numbers aren't right at the end of the year, then, you know. But I'm just grateful, and I, and and that too. And how long have you been there? Four years. So, okay. um, yep, starting well, yeah, September eighth, my birthday will be four years. Okay. So I had to think about because you know school years are different. Exactly. From, but yeah. I will have been there four physical years come September eighth, okay. and it's a blessing. And uh, in the summer, my supervisor decided to give our team Fridays off because. In the summer is when we meet with district people to get ready. Well, right. they take Fridays off, too. Their right. office is closed. Okay. So not everybody did that, but thank goodness my supervisor decided on <laughs> it. So our company meetings are off the chain. Okay. You know, there's a lot of information. It's kind of like, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. You know, and you get to meet the other divisions because we also have higher ed and we have, like, corporate compliance online trainings, too, but I'm in K-12. They're a lot of fun. It's like a big party. As much as I like to talk, I told him, I said, I will never volunteer to share a hotel room because after we have talked to everybody all day from breakfast that was at 7.30 to the last thing that ended at like 9 o'clock, when I go back to the hotel room, I just need to... <laughs> I just discovered that about myself. I'm an introverted extrovert. And what that means... People don't, yeah, people don't realize that we all used to think that introvert just meant you were shy and an extrovert person is talking. Yes. It's where you get your energy yes. from. Yes. And okay. I get my energy back from being by myself. And people say that. I can work a room. Ooh, I can talk yes. to total strangers. I don't meet strangers. But when I get through, it's like... <sighs> I'm the same way. I need to just lay across the bed, watch. I don't want nobody. I don't want to have to entertain nobody like afterwards. Right. Yes. I don't want a roommate that wants to debrief more on the day. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. It's funny you say that because they always look at me. They're like, 
Capri, I understand this. And I'm like, I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm -hmm. I've learned to adapt in a space where I can communicate and I can work a room and I can network and I can meet people and do all of that. But then I get home and I'm like, (laughs) oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I just want to like do nothing. I, I turn my phone off. I will turn on a movie. I will sit in silence. I love to Netflix and chill. Yes. Yes. I love it. I would sit in silence and watch, or I can binge watch a whole episode and feel like I have missed nothing. They're like, you want to do? I don't want to go nowhere. (laughs) Like, I've been going, going, going every weekend. I don't do nothing. Let me just sit at home and stay right here and watch this movie and just debrief. And people don't understand that. Yeah, because they're like, because I love talking. Like, I really do. But... When I'm done, it's like it's kind of like I'm maxed out there. Mm-hmm. Even my, my husband's brain works a million miles a minute also on my behalf. He'll be like, you got to go live. You know, you got to keep him on the call. You need to go. I'm like, I don't feel like going live tonight. Even right. though that's not like, it's exactly. still talking and you need to be authentic. I'm like, no, I don't feel like going live tonight. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, I just want to rest. Yeah. yeah. Just want to chill. It'll be like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm not even dressed for it at this point. I, I'm chilling. My headscarf is already on. Okay. <laughs> no live tonight. No live. Right. I just can't do it. I want to look alive when I go live. Exactly. Right. right now, they might not get that. All right. <laughs> so, we got to start wrapping up. All right. We got five minutes left. We're at the library, you guys, downtown. It's actually really pretty outside. Yes. We have this beautiful window in front of us. We appreciate you coming. I we appreciate do. you having me. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. Well, you, okay, just go over again. Like, if they need to look you up or if they need to order any tickets from the conference. Well, the okay. conference. Mm-hmm. And or the conference books, is August yeah. 24th. August 24th. Okay. Yes. And where will it be at? It will be at the Biltmore Hotel. Okay. Okay. Here in Oklahoma City. Here in Oklahoma City. We will be there. On Meridian by the airport. Keep in mind because people get confused. It is for teens and women. Okay. Some people get confused because the nonprofit is for girls only. Right. It is for teen girls and women. Okay. The teen girls. So we can take our daughters. You take your daughters. It's a wonderful day out. Okay. Somebody else to be that village. Okay. And reinforce the message. So if you need to look anything up, you want to buy a copy of my book, you want to buy tickets to the conference. Uh, the conference tickets, again, are available on Ywana.com, W-Y-J-U-A-N-A.com. I'm on Facebook under my name. No Fear Ladies Conference also has a page. I'm on Instagram, but I'm guilty. I don't use that quite as much. I cheat on Twitter because my Facebook is connected to the Twitter account. So you can find me there, too, under Ywana M. And email, if anybody even still uses that, info at gmail.com. You never go. You can definitely find me there. And so, again, if you remember how to spell my first name, you're in good shape. Wawana Montgomery, you'll find me on Facebook. And then that'll link you to the website and all that. And Reach Forward Foundation, the nonprofit mentoring program has a face. Basically, Facebook, it all lives there. (laughs) And if you find me by name, my whole about with my different jobs are live links to the conference page and Reach Forward. And we are accepting new young people to join as well. Okay, I was gonna say. So, how do you become a part of Reach Forward? Do you just you can, is there an application? We have. I call it more of an interest form. You don't okay. necessarily. We just want. We want to know something about your young person. You okay, know, they ask okay. like, how old are they? Where do they go to school? What are their interests? We need parent contact information. Okay. So, we use the free domain for Reach Forward. So that's a long URL. So okay. I make your life easier. Again, go to ywana.com, and there is a group photo of 
the key is from Reach Forward. Okay. And okay. when you click the picture, it'll take you to the Reach Forward page. Okay. Where okay. there's a giant button that says join us. Okay. okay. And that opens up a Google form where okay. you can sign up. Okay. So okay. Okay. Um, and we'll kick off again in August. So yes, if you remember my name, Wywana, W-Y-J-U-A-N-A, you will find me everywhere. Okay. Okay. You will find me everywhere. Okay. And that's probably really beneficial because it's so unique. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I just made the website, <laughs> wawana.com. My book is available on Amazon. If you're local, look me up. I'm happy to sign it for you. Okay. Um, I will At the conference, I will have copies for sale there okay. as well. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you guys know um, you can reach us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and um, oh, they're all different. Mocha Tea Podcast is Twitter and Facebook. And I have not learned the gimmick. We've not learned the gimmick of tying Twitter yes, to Facebook. So. <laughs> you can tie Instagram to Facebook, too. I do know that part. And let the pictures go. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I do know that part. Um, and when we post um, new episodes, Anchor has it automatically where it kicks out um, the episode to the Twitter account. So I don't have to go oh, to Twitter good. and post it on there. Um, but, um, yeah, I hadn't learned the the trick of tying the other social media work pages. Although sometimes I don't really particularly like, I don't want to post everything that we post on Instagram, on Facebook, no. yeah, on Twitter, yeah. it's kind of different content for different yeah. spaces. Anyway, um, on Instagram, it is mocha tea underscore podcast. You guys know we have the, um, and then on Facebook and Twitter, it's just mocha tea podcast. Um, we have the Gmail account. We do get Gmail sometimes. Um, every now and then we'll get an yeah. email from somebody. So it's um, mochat2018 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, starting August the 4th, you guys will catch this episode. And then from there on, we will be posting every Sunday. And then we'll be available throughout the week. Seattle Hip Hop Radio every Monday and Friday, um, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Catch us, support us. Thank you so very much for listening, and we are out. Man, if you guys did not make it out to the No Fear Ladies Conference, you missed it. You know, I always got to add a little spice. I always have to do something a little different. So I caught up with my girl, Kim Jackson. She's a news reporter from Tulsa, and we really got a chance to sit down and respond to do little interview style. And I started pursuing journalism, and then it's really either you go home, go hard, or go home. You know, and I didn't have really a lot of places to go because we were on our own. Um, since I was 18, I've always been on my own. So I guess I developed some grit and I laugh now because when I talk to teen girls, I tell them things like, you know, it doesn't matter who supports you. It doesn't matter who's at home. You know, it matters just what you decide to do. You know, just your story about the journey. What should the people out there get? What do you want to share with them about what we learn here, those of us that are in the house? I just think it's really cool that you tackle the subject of fear, something I think everyone deals with. And I love the fact that you had ladies on the podium that are willing to share their stories, be transparent, because I think that when you're transparent, you tell your story, and that's how other people grow and understand about God's love, forgiveness, God's grace. So I put together a panel of awesome women to put on the Get Positively Lit Teen Edition of the No Fear Ladies Conference. And so for me, I knew what I had in my value within me, I knew that this that, that wasn't gonna last a long time, but that's where I was at that particular time. And so anything that y'all wanna do, I would encourage y'all to speak 
it into existence and not only just speak it into existence, but I encourage y'all to write it down. What knowledge did you drop on the girls today? Well, I wanted to talk to them about just how their childhood is a big thing as far as um, it contributes to their um, early adulthood. Um, that fear is basically false evidence appearing real and that they have to conquer their fears. And not that fear would never be there. And fear is not necessarily bad, but fear is basically a challenge of new territories and new terrains. And so if you have that fear that come up, it's basically how you handle the fear. If you don't let the fear overcome you, you overcoming the fear. And that just lets you go to a whole other level. And so now when I walk by the mirror, especially this morning, I fit into a pair of pants I didn't fit into uh, last month. And so I said, man, this is great. It's going good for me. I mean, I still have, you know, bad, but it's okay. And so when I look in the mirror, I'm like, wow, they fit. And so you kind of just look at yourself, but when you're really feeling yourself and you love the way you look and you're really confident, what do you do? I need my phone because this looks really good, right? You know, your makeup looks good, you start taking a selfie. But who's ever looked in the mirror and just taken a, a picture like that? We do it all the time, ladies, come on. So we take little pictures of ourselves and we're content with ourselves. We're happy when things are well, when we look good. But what happens when this mirror begins to reveal things that we don't want to see? Just love the perspective that you gave us. Well, I spoke more on the woman in the mirror and size does matter. And so we spoke about a compact mirror and I went over a huge large size mirror. And so when you see yourself in a large size mirror, it is all of you. And most of us operate out of a compact mirror. God wants to take us out. And so he doesn't want us compact size, he wants us big size. Hi, I'm Karen. And um, I spoke today at the No Fear Leadership Conference. And I hope that the women who heard me learn that they can forge through their fears and accomplish their goals and to take pride in their successes. And last but not least, I want us to take ownership of our success. Women don't do that. If you ask a man why he succeeded, what do you think he's going to tell you? Why? He worked hard because he's great. Because he's You know, this event is a major undertaking every year, and I really love what you had to add today. Every new bottom you find, every new bottom you find yourself sitting at, represents that many more people who can relate to your story, who you can look in the eye and say, I know what that feels like. And I know that his grace is sufficient because I've experienced it. It's one thing to hear a story, it's one thing to read it in a book. But when you somebody's lived it, there's an authority in your story that is not there if you haven't lived it. So whatever it is that is your story, 
don't let it go to waste. Yeah, so I shared a little bit from my book I just published. It's called Built to Break, When God Writes Your Story and All Hell Breaks Loose. And the, the part that I really focused on was that question, do you want to be right or do you want to be free? And how in the lane of being right, you have a right when you've experienced trauma and heartache and hard things to be angry, to be bitter, to be unforgiving. You're justified in feeling those things. You have that right. However, you also have a choice and the choices you can be in that lane or move over to the other lane, which is the, the lane where you're free. And that lane to get there is through forgiveness. And so we just talked about uh, just my personal journey of walking through that process of forgiveness and how it's really not about the other person getting off the hook or them getting away with what they did. It's about us getting freedom, taking ourselves off the hook, um, and just simply releasing the expectation or desire that the past that's truly bottom lining what forgiveness is. And that when we do that, we get our power back and we can move our lives forward.